All I ever ask is keep it eight more than 92 with me, 100. goes out to some daddy our dear treasured some daddy the timeless some daddy it's a good vintage Back in great form providing us with uh a nice rebound for what could have been a bad weekend <laughs> yeah yeah it was... i mean debatable maybe it's still a bad weekend maybe we should talk about that's that that's true maybe yeah. we should do a podcast episode about that this is indeed a hundred thieves podcast welcome mm-hmm. to hundred talk it's I'm good that dad, we and he's your dad it's good that we find ourselves here because there are some things to talk about. We're in the right place to do it. Um, are you powered by Ripid Energy Fuel tonight, Cole? Oh, I am powered by yet another explosive-themed flavor name. <laughs> Thursday was F-bomb. Today, it's Atomic Bomb. That's and you're, a... of course, drinking the cola Ripid. <laughs> this tiny little baby can. Why do they make these? Why do we buy these? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I cannot rip it tonight because I cannot be having the energy that a rip it provides to me. <laughs> it would be irresponsible. It would be irresponsible. That much energy. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> well, I am powered by rip it. And thank you to Elgato as well for providing our lighting and stream capture equipment. It's a good to be us. It's good to be powered by Elgato. It is. I still have, I haven't gotten my, uh, my neon sign up yet. Of the logo, but I want to do it very soon. Very yeah. soon, very soon. I got mine plugged in. It's it's very bright. It's a very bright light. It is. If yeah. I had mine plugged in, you'd be seeing blue beaming yeah. in my face. They're not messing around with it. Yeah. Yep. Well, um, thank you to everyone for letting us push off the podcast for a day. Our wives thank you even more than we thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Happy belated Valentine's Day or Singles Awareness Day, depending on which one you were celebrating. But now, what what are we celebrating? Dominant win against EG. But first, we have to talk about something else, and that was a not-so-dominant loss against Immortals. <laughs> it was a dominant loss against Immortals. <laughs> now, what, what was... Jordan, let me ask you this. Yeah. See if you have the same perception as I do. What was the line that was thrown out about that game by 100 Thieves fans? What was the excuse? I mean, I didn't do... What did do... you see on your internet's... I didn't do a ton of timeline scrolling um, just because I, I didn't feel particularly motivated to. But I'll tell you, you know, what I was be thinking. helpful. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know. I, I think for me, it feels like we and we've talked about this before. It feels like we do this sometimes. We lose games we're not supposed to. Um, and, you know, that's that's not a great thing. It's not one of the things you want to have built into your program. But I mean, it, it's. If you counted up the losses we have against like sub 500 teams, I would bet it's higher than other top three or four teams if you just did the rankings. Over the course of the last yeah, yeah. year. Yeah. Do you think that's true? I have no idea if that's true. That's the sense I have. That's how I feel. Well, it depends because uh, if you count TSM in that group, they... <laughs> don't Don't count them there. It's not... <laughs> I would say they like should, at the end be of the season. For it ever yeah. anymore. You don't if you're um, doing that stat, and I'll suggest this to Tim perhaps, if he's because I he could probably do this in like a half a second. 
just looking at the, the top four teams at the end, or the top three teams at the end of a split, and what's their record against teams that finish sixth or lower, I bet we have, on average, a, a low. That's how it feels. I don't know if it's it true. It like that. We, we got a target on our back, right? Mm-hmm. Defending champs, every team is going to be like prepping their best game against us. Yep. Well... Immortals, I don't, I don't even think they got their best game against us, and we still lost. Now, what I, what I saw a lot of is people just saying, well, had a bad fight at the end to lose it, and otherwise it was a stomp. And it's like, yeah, kind of. I think that's, that's sort of true. Yeah. Because, honestly, we were definitely in position to win that game. Yeah. Had that fight gone differently. Uh, you know, watching it back, it looked like, we just missed every skill shot that could have been thrown out. Yeah. Just miss, 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 miss on everything right. going after power of evil. And I think what the design of the play was, is you get the kill on power of evil closer activates the Syndra soul gets a scatter of the week, mm. like from the side on everybody, you know, and it just goes bad for them. Yeah. But we missed so much on him and he got away with his life. And then we were kind of out of position and yeah so yeah he he got dunked to the side he got dunked to the side and um their jungler xerxes went he was just a wedge straight through our it's like he was out of range basically and he just danced around with about 38 percent hp hit some big abilities toward the end of that fight so yeah it was a strange fight i i feel like it was a it was one of those where Every once in a while, I have this thought. You know, when you watch a lot of professional league, doesn't matter the league, there are these games where it's like, this is a 98% win. Or or it feels like it's 100%. And it's because these teams are good and they know how to execute. But, right, it's like you're in the base and we're all dancing around and you're knocking down the inhibs and now you're going for the Nexus turrets and we're all kind of dancing around. We're going to do our final fight here and then you're going to win. It feels like a formality. But I think sometimes it's easy to forget that you can win those fights sometimes. (laughs) <laughs> and this felt a little bit like that, where it's like, you have to really be on, because you can still lose a game of League of Legends at basically any point, especially if it's beyond a certain time in the match, and your death timers are going to be long enough that they can literally walk it down mid and just end. So that's, yeah. I think, where we found ourselves. Yeah, and, and I definitely wonder if there's some component of like, oh, the game timer, oh, it is kind of late. I wonder if that was kind of part of it. But... yeah. I don't want to gloss over it and just write it off because there were some there were some bad things in this game. And I think it would be fair to like just go through some of the things I took note of because mm-hmm. it's like I don't feel like this is a game that deserves to be written off as like oh we lost a bad fight and we yeah. lost cuz there's just it just feels like there's more to it than that because you know what you can be so far ahead of a weak opponent that you can lose a big fight and it doesn't tank you. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Now get late enough in the game i don't know maybe not but or or you just it's so hard to lose a fight because you have a a stat advantage that's so extreme that it doesn't matter if they're doing everything right you know yeah hitting them with the wallet some would say that's right um early on in the game there was a bot lane 2v2 fight where fbi he gets like tom whatever the new tom kench like shorter voyage is is that what they call it shorter voyage, shorter voyage. whatever that knock yeah. up is not quite moves, abyssal 
Wait. He's like, so it's positioned so that FBI is like forward in the circle. Yeah. Yep. And the FBI should have flashed back to get out of it. And he still might get, you know, he might get hit by like jinx chompers or something. I don't know. It's possible. But he just walks forward and it's like definitely over. We had a chance to get out of that. He did not. So I, it, to me, that's a misplay from FBI. Yeah. And, you know, maybe someone else can weigh in on why they would disagree with that. But to me, that's a misplay by FBI. Uh, and that happened early. And Sapajui, thank you for the, uh, the gifted subs. Five gifted in the chat plus a prime of their own. So thank you very much. Thank you. Um, then we had like a weird lost Harold fight as well. Who he just got there too early and was ready to mix it up. Who he was like, I think, just chomping at the bit to go because he's like, I'm on set. It's about to go down. I got my face breakers. I got my haymakers. I got my boss toss. Yeah. You know, he was just ready was to doing get them in all. there. And he just got there too early before we were like, you know, really ready to follow up with him. Yeah. And it was like a bad lost fight early that shouldn't have shouldn't have happened. And then again, the the fight at the end. Like, I don't know. We we made avoidable mistakes that had we not made them, I just don't think we would have been in a position to lose mm -hmm. that game. Right. Okay. Right. So like it would have been a 10k lead instead of a 5k lead. On the other side of it, okay. I'm picking up on really insane synergy between someday and closer mm -hmm. and topside early. Like their ganks this season have been on yeah. point. And that masterful setup from someday, perfect timing on everything with closer roaming up. Yep. That isn't yet another example. I feel like they're doing that virtually every game. Yeah. It was just so beautifully done. Those two guys are just like locked in with each other right now. Yeah. And that's great to see. So big plus, right? That's a very then, that's a very big shift. Like I, I think I remember you right. specifically talking about how they just seem to be on different pages. Like, I, I remember that as a point in a show from last year. Right. And they've had two now back-to-back -back games, I feel like, where they had, like, it's been like pixel perfect. You know, I, just, it's been more than that, I feel like, even during lock-in when yeah. you're losing games. Um, so that's a big plus. Another one, I honestly, there was a team fight around Baron Pit at, like, tw almost 29 minutes, a little before 29 minutes. Yeah. I think it's one of the best team fights Hunter Thieves have ever played. Like dancing the edge of things and like yeah. just the insane way the play shakes out and the, the spacing that everybody has and the kiting and using your health bar as a resource. Closer like gets the Tom Kench soul and gets a double knock up to finish it mm. off. Like it's like it is an insane fight. You guys should watch that back. So game timer, go to like twenty eight thirty and watch. It was it was one of the best fights I think we've we've ever had as a team, like top five to ten fights. Was it a four v five to start? I'm trying uh, to I believe it. it was a four v five to start as well. Yeah. So insane. So it's like you got great pluses and you got great minuses, mm -hmm. and it puts me in this position where it's like I'm not. <clears throat> look, it's easy to be like we're writing off weaker teams or right. not preparing for them. And I just feel like at this point, I, I can't, I can't bring myself to to think that that's what's actually happening. It's like we our our staff, mm -hmm. and our players seem too good to really let that happen. Right. 
I'm wondering if there's like, to me, it's like, look, it's, is it harder to know where you stand with objective bounties and everything? Like how in the lead you are? Like, are we just feeling like we're in the lead more against these weaker teams until suddenly we're not? Cause we don't have the gold score in front of us. Yeah. I don't know. Um, where are you coming down on this? Are we just underestimating? Are we under preparing? Is there something else? Like, how can you explain our relative underperformance against bad teams while we're performing very well against good teams, seemingly? Yeah. That is the, the evergreen question. Um, I mean, I think there's a little bit of this, which is, it's hard to say how much of this is on us and how much of this is just on changes to the game, I'll say, just in, as a general note. I think that with League of Legends especially, if if the games are trending longer, and I'm sure somebody's got a stat out there to say, this is actually the fastest season of all time. So, <laughs> yeah, but you Every know, time we make a statement like that. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, all it takes is one mistake, right? And I feel like that, for me, that's kind of what it feels like. If, if this game... Uh, if the same exact team fight happened 10 minutes earlier, there's a chance they get absolutely nothing for it, right? Because there's no objective to play for or whatever, because our, our, our respawn timers are going to be fast enough. So that's not to excuse the fact that we lost that fight and lost the game. That's still what happened. But um, I think for me, one of the things I, I need to see us do differently is, like, if you are the number one team or you hope to be the number one team after a game is done, and you're up against a team without any wins, you have to win that at 15 minutes. It has to be decided at 15 minutes, and then it takes you 10 minutes or so to close the game out, right? You're checking all the boxes. And I think that what we can't get into the habit of doing is letting teams keep up with us until 35 minutes, because then all it takes is one kind of less than optimal ult you know, I think FBI missed an ult on that by like probably a few pixels, right? Maybe that would have substantially changed the outcome of that whole fight. Um, you know, if who he didn't take uh, POE out of the fight, if he instead dunked him into our back line, he's deleted instantly and that changes the fight. Not, you know, and that's not necessarily even like a misplay from who he is, just the way it went. So because um, of the way that ult works. So the, all of those things, I feel like, for me, the the concern I have is you cannot allow those teams to to keep up with you into the late game mm. because that can happen in this game. But what if I tell you that we have like Rise and Aphelios on the team? Because that was in our team comp, right? Like ultra scale champs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so it's like a longer game. It's like, all right, we're just getting ready for our carries to pop off, right? Well, yeah, exactly. But it, I think if you have that, like our our greatest successes with Aphelios are when we have uh, we have plates and or a you know solo turret gold onto him at a certain point in the game, well before thirty minutes, right? Yeah. Like you want that at fifteen. Um, rise, you know. We, we saw Abadaga do a lot of damage on a champion this weekend, and it wasn't on Rise. I don't know what the damage numbers were, but he had an insane game so far as, like, damage output goes. So Rise on didn't turn into... Rise, yes. Yeah, he didn't turn into the hyper carry for us um, in that one. So, you know, the the scaling thing, 
I think that you, if you're going to take those champs, and right now I think the meta is, is favoring, you know, Jinx is very popular, Hyper Carry, Aphelios. Um, you just got to make sure that you're not you're not anywhere close to them by the time that you need them to be able to end the game with one well-placed ult. And we've seen FBI do that, too. Like, we've seen him blow multiple people up with a single well-placed ult. So uh, you got to have the gold lead and the items and the power spike to be able to make that happen. Um, so that's that's I think that's what I'm taking from this is we got to make sure that like that feels like the piece we have to brush up on. And I think a lot of it goes back to what we talked about in previous weeks, which is there are changes to the game, which I think are making it harder for our play style to do that, to to get that insurmountable lead as early as we have in past seasons. This is a pretty acceptable answer. I like that. Thank you. Jordan, I'm glad I asked. <laughs> I'm too. I'm glad I sought counsel with my, I guess, if we're both dads. I don't know. How that <laughs> the dad but, counsel. But, yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Well, look, the, thi- the, the main thing, though, is that we shouldn't, like, catastrophize based on this game, yes. especially since we had a great rebound. And I will say that it felt like the f- it felt like from what I saw, the fans were very reasonable about that. Like, <clears throat> I didn't see really people hitting the panic button with Immortals. Everybody was upset that we lost that game, but, like, you didn't get the usual, like, you know, exaggeration and, and crazy hot takes and the trade right. someday talks. Guess we're um, the worst team in the league. Right, that we're kind of used to, you know, at this point. So I was proud of the fan base for that. Um it honestly could just be still shaking the dust off, right? Still shaking, mm-hmm. still getting the rust out. We're in week two of the split. Our lock-in was abbreviated, so we haven't had as many <laughs> games as some of the other um, contender teams. So yep. it could be that. It, it could be that simple. And the thing is, it's like we're playing a long game here. We're playing a game of win the split. Yeah. And... I don't know. I'm just not going to panic about this. And the, at the end of the day, we're sitting tied for first place right now. Yeah. Who cares? Well, yeah. and I think another as thing... As long as things don't become a pattern. <laughs> right. Well, and I think that we'll talk about, obviously, the, the EG game in more detail, but this was this was still standard league, right? We were still playing front-to-back, team-fighting comp, Good point. scaling. Um, and my, that's kind of been my thought, is play that until somebody says you shouldn't right like don't show other looks i think i think that's a a fine approach to take to a general you know split of league of legends is um you know unless you feel like your your strategy book is so thick that it doesn't matter because by the time somebody's preparing for that look you have six other looks ready um then I think the the less you can tell people about how you intend to play the game in a in a best of or when you need to bring a different look. I think that's that's better. Like that's less intel for others to have as they're preparing. Um I even saw a quote from somebody about that talking about Cloud9. I think it was maybe Gil- Gilhoto. Right? <laughs> yeah, I think it was Gilhoto saying hard to prepare for them because <laughs> like cuz what are they going to do? Yeah. yeah, what are they going to do and there are just not a lot of players. I can't remember exactly. I'm losing the the spirit of the quote here, but the the idea is just that you know it's hard to prepare for them 
Um, and so teams aren't maybe doing as much preparing for them because it's just not clear what they're going to be up to. And I think that works until you start running short on different novel approaches, right? Um, or things get patched or, you know, whatever, and that no longer is viable. So this is not meant as a criticism of Cloud9 because obviously they've been successful with what they're doing uh, and respect where it's due. But that's, I, I like that we're sticking to a more standard approach now. And I think it's, it's, a, it's time for us to think about what it's going to look like when we can't just run this look you know, kind of on autopilot, especially when you get sure. think about a team like IMT, who, you know, we're, not, we're I'm sure we didn't do. If you had to, to, you know, divide the time you're going to spend preparing for the two teams you're playing on the weekend, I'm sure you're spending less time for Immortals. Whether it's, you know, two percent of your time, or thirty percent of your time, it's something less than fifty. Yeah. Well, I don't know. At that game, you lose a team fight, you pull the fire alarm, you say goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking of uh, different looks for uh, how you play the game, we got that for EG, right? Yep. Um, have we? Let's let's so let's talk about draft. Um, obviously, we're going to talk about someday Trindamir because someday Trindamir. Yeah. Um, but let's let's start first with the bot lane. I thought this was very interesting. So if you recall, the bot lane that we drafted was a Senna set, okay? mm. and that was drafted in the first set of picks. Um, Band Away were Aphelios, Caitlyn, and Karma by EG, and we banned out Zeri, Gwen, and Jinx. So really, besides like Ezreal, all of the AD <laughs> carries that we're used to seeing her are gone. <laughs> right. Right? Like who else... Am I missing someone that we're like, we see? Sorry, did you say Jin? Oh, yeah, Jin. No, 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 you're right. Yeah. Jin was in play. Okay, good point. Jin was in play. And we didn't pick it. In fact, <laughs> we first picked Senna. And it's not like we. I think our intention was clear that it was going to be bot Senna and not support yeah. Senna, right? Because yep. not, not only did we pick um, Set later in the draft like in the first round of the draft, but also it's just like, you know, you just kind of know that that's what the play is. Hmm. So doing that into EG, into Danny Vulcan, yeah. did we wave a white flag? <laughs> um, I don't think so. That is very interesting to me if we did. So what do you got for me? It is specifically the flag being that we're playing two supportive champions in our bottom lane? I don't think Senna set is like designed to win the lane. No. And this, we're not setting up FBI to be the carry. Yeah. For sure. For sure you're not. I mean, I do think that you you have... There are versions of this game where FBI stat line doesn't look like a good support stat line, right? Like, it, it, that, that can still become a hard-hitting champ. Like, I think about other fasting Senna's we've played... I don't think it's always. But it happens just... very late, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just once you so get it's, the it's, souls. You then... are not. You are not playing the lane to win. No, you're certainly so, not playing the lane. So to win. my question is, did we do that because we're scared of Danny Vulcan, or did we do that because no, it just serves what we're trying to do? I think it just. I think it's a. If it's a broader team comp thing, I don't think we're afraid of them. Um, I don't think. I honestly, I I can say this not because I'm a a homer. I don't think we're afraid of any bot lane in the LCS. Um, 
Now, Danny is good. Yeah, and Vulcan's good. But I think we've shown that we can we can take anybody. So can I offer a counter? Yeah. We haven't looked that good in bot this year. We've not looked like our previous selves. Now, I'm not saying, like, I don't think we're going to be the top bot lane. But right now, it doesn't really feel like we are. It feels like we're just not back to our form from last year. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's safe to say that we, we look different from last year. We looked good against TL. And they were camping us. Yeah. Okay. They but tried like, to. We, yeah. Have we had, let's see, FBI did have a, didn't he have a good gin game at some point? I think so, yeah. But yeah, other did. than that, yeah. it's felt like mm, we just haven't gotten what we're used to at a bot lane. We had a. I don't think this means like we've got a problem. I'm just saying. Yeah. Here's We've had big Aphelios games from him. This split? I don't know. Maybe it was, maybe I'm thinking of Lockhead. Anyhow, go ahead. The, here's a take from Bamatide, because this is on the topic. You, you know, most of the listener takes we'll do later, but mm-hmm. Bamatide said, um, we made a good adjustment because we figured we won't win through bot, and we went carry mid, carry top. And he points out, closer is basically always a carry too. Mm-hmm. So we gave Abba a priority pick that fits his style. And we keep someday on carry champs while he's on fire and motivated. That to me, I read that from Bamatide as as like like we figure we won't win through bot. I I'm kind of wondering. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering. I don't know. May, maybe I'm overreacting, but look, maybe it's because I watched what Danny did to us in Game Four. Oh, of, uh, and I and yeah, this is worth going back to because how quickly we forget these things. FBI was Player of the Week in Week One. Yeah, so, oh, and it, Kale has the stats. Yeah. 9 and 4, CLG, 7, 1, and 12. Okay. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. I'll concede that. But I just, like, I don't know. It just hasn't, we haven't, okay. This is actually going back to the conversation we've had in, in the last two pods. Mm-hmm. What's, I think what I'm still experiencing is the whole, we can't smash into the tower yes. like we typically do because of the TP yeah. changes. Okay, that's fair. All right. That's totally fair. That, I have to keep reminding myself that that's right. probably what I'm experiencing. It still doesn't rule out us us uh, white flagging this lane. I'm, well, I'm just interested. So, I'm just interested. Yeah. I'm not. Let me give you my take. Because I think I think I, I like Bamatide's take on this. This is a very again. You look at the previous three team comps we had, and they are feeling pretty standard. This one feels a lot different, um, especially when you think about where our areas of strength lie, right? So on any given game, if you're preparing for us, you're probably preparing to have uh, Closer popping off and destroying you. Even if you beat us, he's going to have a player of the week stat line. There's a good chance. And the bot lane you've got to worry about, right? Uh, and that's just, let me go back again and look at the bands they put through. Ophelios, Caitlyn, Karma is for the shenanigans, I think. You know, and then they ban Azir Ari because we've already locked in the positions they're most worried about, and so they realize mm-hmm. we're we're flexing this in a different direction. Um, so I think this is an adaptation. I think it's right. I think Bamatai's right, and it's it's showing that this is one of the things you've got to be prepared to play against us if you are, if if we're on your 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 calendar, right? Um, because it we we can win in different ways. And I think that's been one of the concerns about this team in the past, right? It's really great that we have these two these two carries who are you know going to be assuming this goes as we all expect it will. And certainly last year, 
first team LCS, right? Um, but to have a dominant performance coming out of mid and top is actually pretty scary, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that Closer and FBI and Huhi were there to basically just set that up is it, it adds a lot of uh, extra dimensions to the prep for this squad. Like, I, I don't really know, you know, uh, with this a viable comp on the patch that we're on, and, you know, unless that changes, then I think you got to be really worried about this because someday it's becoming clear to me, right? I think someday has been great. I know we're going to talk a lot more about someday. Yeah. But the more games he plays, the more it just feels like he is, it's his game sense that is becoming so valuable to me. Like the way he plays weak side and split is unbelievable. And it's, it's far and away differentiated from others in the LCS. Like this dude is so good at that, um, that while that, this is a viable pick, good luck. Right. That's a, that's going to be a tough one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm thinking right now too, cause <clears throat> I'm, I'm realizing I know, I, th- I think in three out of four and maybe four out of four games, we've saved counterpick for someday. Mm, that'd be interesting to look at. Yeah. I am, I am trying to confirm that right now. Okay. Um, because I believe that to be the case, which is kind of sick. Yeah. Well, it's I think not, you it's definitely get to not do what that. we're used to, right? Yeah. And I think you get to do that when you have as high a degree of confidence in, you know, you're not going to ban stuff. out. You're not going to ban out FBI. You're not going to ban out Closer, right? Yeah. If you try to ban out Closer, you will lose. We've seen that play out, right? Yeah. Um, well, cer- certainly we were saving this Trindamir pick. I again, I don't think that we really saw someday on Trinomir. I can't remember seeing Trinomir played yeah. by him before, even when because Trinomir top was a thing in previous Hunter Thieves seasons, um, and I don't think we ever saw him on it. Someone's gonna check me on that, but yeah. I when it was locked in, I was like, okay, so this is going to determine if we know he can play this carry role. This is the thing. Someday is on fire. Yeah. Yes, he's looking so good. He looks incredible so right now. Yeah. And is, maybe this is just the reward pick. Maybe this is to inspire fear in the yeah. opponents. But I, you know, wasn't really sure what we were going to get out of Sunday Trinomir. And I was so, so wrong on that. Because <laughs> I was like, uh. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, playing if you think the about role, it, it. Yeah. The, the kit does fit his play style like perfectly. And it made sense. I was similar. Like I didn't see it and I was like, Oh, here we go. But it, you know, it's just, it is actually impossible to kill him at certain times because of what he can do with his R button. Um, yeah. and you know, impossible. it's, it's figuratively impossible to kill someday at many other times when he doesn't have that in his kit. So you combine the two of them and he ends up dying one time. And, uh, you know, like that's how it goes. Yeah. Um, very measured uh, plays out of him. We're not seeing him get caught out uh, very much. I think it's happened like once this split. Yeah. Um, where we, you know, that was kind of like a recurring concern with him. So whatever happened with playoffs and worlds, like I just, it just feels like some days just back in a big way. And then he 
completely took over this game against against a, a player in Impact who has historically like neutralized someday or at least gotten close. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yep. Impact's won his fair share of games over someday. It always seems like he's a master of of limiting someday's potential. Yeah. <clears throat> and he was on the Graves, which has actually been a pick that we've struggled against a lot. Mm-hmm. Um historically like, like not just looking at this split because i think this split we've actually been okay against graves but in previous um iterations of the team graves has just kind of been tough and that was not close it was it was basically game over like 10 minutes in someday was just too strong already yeah i don't know i th- i just like i don't want to not give someday enough credit for what he's doing right now and yeah. think, I don't think anyone's guilty of that. Everybody is rewarding this uh, yeah. this pop off that he's been having. Um, dang man! He, <laughs> yeah. Did they announce Player of the Week? By the way, that's what I was wondering. I, I'm assuming it's not him because we didn't win. We didn't go two yeah. zero. But yeah, because uh, I mean he he had a he had a pretty good game against Immortals also. But Whippo, this Whippo um, says Kane. Thanks, Whippo, Kane. okay, yeah. gotcha. Cool. Thanks for the intel. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think some days just, he totally made the best possible use of the trend of mirror pick. And now again, as you mentioned, they got a plan for it. So yeah. yeah, good news there. And then also in the good news category, look at Abadaga. Yes. Have you seen Abadaga's Victor be like that? <laughs> no. <laughs> so someone in chat, I think said it was over 40,000 damage that he did during that game. That's right. Yeah. It That's was a lot, lot of damage. damage. Yeah. And he was... I can't remember the exact ratios, but it was close to like double the next highest, I think. Like he was just absolutely farming champions in that game. Yeah. He finished uh what was it? Seven something seven kills. Yeah, seven, one, and ten. Dang. Not not a bad day for him. Yeah, and he did look at um, that exactly one hundred. He flame horizon Jojo Pune. Yeah, the exact flame horizon over Jojo Pune, which okay, let me let me mention again. Jojo Pune is my Hooney. You know, <laughs> my I don't get it with this player. But Cole Hooney is my anything Hooney. Against How can him. I <laughs> I don't have anything against Jojo Pune. I hope he does well. Yeah. I think he's a solid player. I don't get why he's just heralded as like the next faker of NA. You know what I mean? I just I haven't gotten it yet. And we didn't see it in this game either. Um, Abadaga put him in his place. Mm-hmm. And it was it was good. It, and was it was good. Rejoicing. <laughs> yeah. Uh but it's it's so so Abadaga was somebody who looked, you know, very rusty um through lock in and even in in some other games. I mean, I thought Abadaga's week one was pretty good. Mm. Uh I, I was I was defending him. Um, in the past week, but his Immortals game was kind of eh. He was yeah. 0 4 on the rise. It's just forgettable, um, I think. His, like, yeah, his biggest he, play yeah, right. was using a stopwatch. That's a good, yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. It, it was like, oh, look at all the time he bought with a stopwatch. And then, other than that, I was mm-hmm. not sure what he did um, in that game. So I'm, I'm very encouraged by that. On the Victor, too, which I just, it, I, I don't know if I have the wrong feeling. But it just feels like Victor is not like the kind of champion that I am used to seeing Abadaga on, and like that I think of as a strong champ for him. And going against Jojo uh, Zakali, like okay, yeah. this is what we want. Yeah, I mean, look, Jojo Pune clearly 
um, super high upside, capable of, of doing great stuff. You 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 get a champion like that in his hands, and there will be games where he has, you know, twelve kills. So this wasn't that game for him. Um, and yeah. credit to keeping him in check, right? And I was gonna say, and he looked dangerous many oh, yeah. times in this game. Anyway, there yeah. was like like as a hundred thieves fan, you're kind of like clenching the cheeks a little bit because he, you know he is like he's like looking extremely threatening getting solo kill here and there mm-hmm. um super low health bars oh stuff that just made you very nervous just like danny danny and jojo both had me on you know <laughs> feeling anxious during this game even though we were ahead so i actually don't i i want to point that out mm-hmm. because i still think that they played very well against us it's just we were on a yeah. different level than them during yeah. that game yeah it, there was one play that drove me crazy when I saw it, and it was <laughs> it's probably not even fair of me to bring it up. I was just I figured there's something I don't understand about this interaction that I watched, but it was it was the solo kill that uh, Jojo got on Huhi on in the bot lane. and he uh, he had a full grit bar when he died, and he I, I feel like he could have popped a shield at some point, but he just he just ran and uh, it was okay. The W was on cooldown. Thank you. That's uh, Mont. I was he wondering. I had used to, it to clear a wave. Like I right assume there was happened. some reason that he didn't do it. So I was like, that is going to yeah. be like a twelve hundred HP shield, and you just died to an auto an empowered auto. So okay, <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. And that was his only death. So I don't mean that at all to be criticism of who he because he had a really really uh, great bounce back set game after the the previous loss and put him right back on it. Uh, but that one, I was just scratching my head. I was like, what is going on? So okay, he was on wave clear duty. Got it. Yeah. So, you know, that and, and other plays, Danny and JoJo were, were strong. The, Danny's Ezreal was hitting as hard as, you know, Ezreal's really can. Yeah. Um, so that for me was an extra good sign because it's like, look, they're actually getting good performance out of these two carries that are feared, you know? Yeah. And it doesn't matter to us. I mean, Danny finished with top CS in the game. So it wasn't that we choked him out and he didn't get any, you know, like he had a great game, but he didn't have any. Uh, he didn't have any items to to back it up with. Like, no, nah, he was rich and he was hitting hard. He was hitting really hard, and he. I mean, but we we did kind of forfeit the lane state to him. Mm-hmm. But still, I mean, they got what they wanted out of that pick, you yep. know, out of the Ezreal pick. Um, he was very good, and we overcame that. It, in fact, we ran right over it. Didn't really matter. Uh, if if you're picking nits, like maybe we we could have closed that game quicker. Um. Yeah. There were a few times where it kind of like just seemed stalled out for a few minutes while we waited for things to happen. But, you know, whatever. I, I'm like thrilled with this game. I feel like it's a bounce back. Um, I feel like we got Abadago woken up. I feel like people are, you know, going to be scared of the Trindamir pick for someday. Yeah. I feel like respect for someday among, uh, among players is growing right now. Um we saw. Did you see the comms video that Hundred Thieves put out on Instagram? No. So they they released comms of uh, a fight down in bot side during that game, like one of the last fights, where the team was kind of like you know pushing and pulling on an engage when we were strong. I think we were maybe while we had we were barrened up, mm. but somebody I don't know who it was. Maybe it was who he, but somebody was like careful, 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 like during the fight, and somebody straight up said no careful. 
<laughs> he said, no careful, as he's like spinning and, and getting onto the back line, <laughs> no like encouraging them to go on. He's like, no careful. That's so good. I love and he, that. And, you know, just jumped all over. It was it was awesome. So someday is feeling it. Yeah. Um, the leadership is there. The performance is there. Right. And well, that naturally brings us to a very important conversation we need to have. Before we get there, I have to just say, you can only say no careful if you have immortality in your kit because then what do you you know what are they gonna do what are they gonna do so yeah someday no careful always forward get the nexus win the game he's playing hoodie god style exactly so that brings us to (laughs) to a discussion that i want to have there's a bunch of takes about this look the six-man roster thing so we didn't see tenacity again Mm -hmm. we've only seen him in one game so far I don't know where we are on this thing, but to me, you gotta have him in for th- for some games here and there. If you if you are dedicated to getting him experience, you know, er- earlier in the season, games are probably the time to do it. It's like the two times yeah. are when you've locked up first seed. Which tell me when that is. <laughs> yeah, you know, it might me- right. it might not happen until the last weekend. We will be first seed, but it might not happen until the last. Um, <laughs> or early, right? where you're where everybody's getting their feet wet i it just to me it's like have we just backed off of that completely yeah in reality very few games have passed right Mm -hmm. we played him was it against i can't even remember now was it against dignitas that we played him or was it earlier than that golden guardians maybe yeah i don't don't even remember but it's been a while there's only been four games of the actual split we haven't seen him oh it's FlyQuest. thanks mont we haven't seen him in the actual split. No indications of when we'll see him. I don't know. I don't know where we stand with this. What we do know is that someday is playing as as good as he's ever played for 100 Thieves. Yeah. And he's looking stronger as time goes on, not weaker. Yeah, it's getting better. Yeah. Is it possible this was Reaper Big Brain? <sighs> Is it possible that they did this to light a fire under someday? Possible. Has it been a motivational tool? Yeah. Or was it an earnest attempt? Your thoughts? I mean, if you're Reaper, you can say whatever you want, right? You you can you write the history on this. Um, Which is why we got to talk about it. So here, here's one version of what you could say. We said that we were going to have tenacity as a six-man on this squad because we felt that it allows us to be our best as a team. And here we are, someday performing better than he has in seasons past. Got him. Did it. Mission accomplished. Right? Didn't say that we were going to be the best team by playing tenacity necessarily. Didn't didn't commit to anything here. Um, so, yeah, you can rewrite the history on that a little bit. Uh, yeah. And it'll be interesting to see what the narrative starts to look like. I mean, right now... Here's the situation we find ourselves in. You, you're crazy if you pull if you bench someday because you think that you're going to get a, a, an actual better top lane performance out of tenacity. Um, unless you know a lot of things we don't know about how they're doing, because all that we're seeing is that someday is directly contributing to our wins, and in some cases carrying the game. Right. That's not the player that you look at and say, let's let's see how this other one goes. Right. Like that's just not it. 
So that that line of thought doesn't really hold anymore. And the, I, I guess mm. I don't really know what the, it's it's becoming much more of a, like we want to really get experience for tenacity in the, in the LCS. But I, I think for all the reasons that you have, I will remind everyone, been talking about since they announced this, you've been against this idea from the start. I mean, if I'm, if I'm a one of the other players, you know, one of the other four men who doesn't have someone sitting behind me watching me play the game, um, I'm assuming they don't actually do that. That'd be pretty awkward. But I don't want to be playing with the guy who I don't think is going to give me the best chance to win because I'm still really interested in winning games. That's kind of my <laughs> primary goal, right? Yeah. Uh, not to like take take the guy and try to usher him along, right? If I'm closer. I want to I want to lock in first seed as soon as possible, so that I can, you know, have the best chance at lifting another trophy. So I think you start to get into pretty tricky territory here when it comes to managing this. And it, and I think if you're going to put him in, it's going to have to be with the implicit understanding that we are doing this to develop a player, not because we think this is our best chance to win a game. Yeah. So they have to be careful about how they talk about this, right? Because, I don't know, they're, before too much longer, it's not going to be defensible one way, you know? So you, you yeah. have to either audible or whatever. But I guess that's for them to say. I mean, I don't, I honestly, I haven't read this the last round of interviews and stuff, so I don't know if this question has been asked to them, you know? Mm-hmm. I, if, I w- if I had an interview with Reaper or Papa Smithy, I would be asking them that question, like, okay, what's are we going to see tenacity soon and you know yeah. what's the thought behind that let me ju- just take a quick survey of some of these listener takes because a lot of people you know are thinking about this too i mean math geek he said i'm concerned we haven't seen tenacity other than lock-in and he said that looks that being said closer and someday seem to be much more in sync this split and someday looks amazing so maybe just having the competition for his spot is lit a fire in him so maybe this is the inverse medios yeah, right. right? Right. This is this is how it <laughs> happens when you perform uh, the 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 promotion of the underling without somebody caught up in their ego. Mm-hmm. You know. So I'm just like, okay, I need to make sure I'm at the top of my game. Then, right. You know? Maybe that's the case. Uh, let's see, Aaron Fernandez, who I think he's oh, what was his Twitch name? He told me his Twitch name. It was like grapes or something. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if he's in Twitch chat, but he said, good question for the show. Someday looks to be undisputed top two top laner in the league, which hmm. right now, someday Bwipo, is that what you would think? Yeah. Are they the two? It looks like they're the two to me. I right? would say, yeah, yeah. Um, what does the team do with tenacity? Is it worthwhile to keep him just rotting away and not playing? Or should they try to give him a few games to raise his buyout in value? So now you've got, that part of the equation in there too. Like, okay. So if we feel like we can stick with someday, do we do things to raise tenacity's perceived value and put him on the market? I still want to keep him. I personally, I, you know, I, I think that there has to be the succession plan in place, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I, I feel interested in keeping him rather than prepping him to be distributed elsewhere. But it's a very good point. Someday looks as good as ever. So what do we do? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, is it the question though? 
is it worthwhile to keep him running away and not playing? What does the team do with tenacity? That's, you know. Well, okay. Do you think we should be playing him? I For me, it, it all comes down to everything we've talked about is very short-sighted, right? Nearsighted, some people would say. And the, here's the challenge with that. We don't know... I think it can become easy to assume that this is a good idea because of some unknown that might be happening two years from now, right? We know that someday's contract is up at the end of this year. He's an older player, but he's still, it doesn't change the fact that today he is top two in the LCS. Right, exactly. You know, And if, if unless he's going to have like, he could be Hiko. He could be playing at 30, 31 years old in the LCS. We just don't know. And so for me, the only way I think you can justify this is if you have some reason to think, whether it's because you know something specifically, like he has said, I intend to play two more years and that is it. And I cannot be persuaded otherwise. You know, we don't know is what I'm saying. Then you have to start to invest in somebody. So it becomes much more clear, but you're never going to say that. Like fans, here's here's a, a, a reminder yeah. The team is never going to say to people, someday has informed us he's only going to play two more years, and so we really got to find the backup for him now. Because you're never going to say that, right? Yeah. For a lot of reasons. Um, so I don't know. It, it just it, it kind of puts us in a weird spot, like as fans, as a team, as everybody, to have to try to do this dance where it's like, what are we really saying here? Are we saying that this guy is better than someday? Because it doesn't look like it. And that's... You'd have a hard time convincing me that there's a better player than someday currently in sitting in Los Angeles, right? On any yeah. team, Bwipo, probably the exception. So I don't know, man. So I guess to get to the point I was making. And who knows? I mean, we beat them. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay, maybe someday is the best. Um, <laughs> so is it worth letting him rot to use the, the same language here, which is pretty strong language, but we get the point. Um, if we know that we're going to need him, then yeah, it is. Because the last thing you want to do is sell him to a different team and then wish you had him back two years from now because you're not going to get him back. Uh, so it's gone. It's gone if you let him go. Another question it would help to, to know about, to you know think about this properly, is how much scrim time is he getting? How much, mm -hmm. like How well is he integrated to the team's preparation and practice? Yeah. Is he you know, splitting time with someday and that's all he gets. Is he making up that time with Academy or not? You right. know, like what's happening there? What's his, what's his training process right now? We don't have a window into that. The only thing that we can say is that I think over the last couple of years, hundred thieves has proven to be, you know, one of the leaders in development for players. Players want to be there. Yeah. Um, we have successfully prepared a lot of players for LCS. Our amateur and academy teams have been very good. You know, so it's like there's a healthy developmental environment. We don't know, though, how they're specifically doing this with tenacity. So, I, yeah, it is just maybe, you know, if they decide to share that information with us, we can know and, and feel better or worse about it. But again, I don't think they owe us that information so we yeah. just have to wait and see if they volunteer it right um i think there was one other hold on let me look 
Yeah, well, there was there was one other uh, audience or a fan take, listener take, about the top lane situation. That was from our our very own dear Hudson. Ah, yes. And uh, his suggestion: Let's just talk about how epic someday is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope that you feel we've accomplished that. Uh, yeah. Because I hope we've lived up to that request. Man, it, it, look, this is the dream, right? We brought these four players in from Golden Guardians, and we we're like. Man, if someday could play at the level he always has with this team around him, unstoppable. And and without Demonte, with you know. Yeah, exactly. That's true. <laughs> not, yeah. not just those four players, but Karlski said, "I feel like someday has been the best player of this split and is putting together an MVP like performance." Uh, which is you know it's a lot to say after two weeks of the split. Yeah. It's Jets way but, too early MVPs. Right, yes, yes. Way <laughs> yeah. too early, small sample size theater. But I don't believe he will get the recognition from the rest of the league to be nominated, though. Maybe nominated, but yeah, it's, I feel like he's yeah, he's in a position where he's highly unlikely to get all the credit yeah. that he deserves. So let's make sure we're the ones who give it to him. Um, worth mentioning, because I had a I had a exchange on Twitter today. Um where people were talking about loaning tenacity, which I agree if we could loan tenacity to another yeah. team, best case I think that's an ideal situation. However, there are, there is no loan f- loan framework within the league or even with the other leagues um, from riot. So that's not like a viable thing. I mm-hmm. wish it was. And I think that was on the list of things that John Robinson suggested for like ways to mm-hmm. improve the LCS. And I'm fully in support of that. Yeah. Because if we had a loan system right now, that would really help us develop this player who is, you know, a lot of potential and somebody who we want to have our hand on going forward. Not to mention it could have helped us in the past a lot, I feel like, too. So Yeah. Well, the the thing that's silly is, right, there's a lot of criticisms you can levy at that. It sounds like they, they, they're not excited about it for reasons of competitive in- integrity. But I mean, just think about this, right? One of the big problems in leagues of League of Legends is that you have these, you have the haves and the have-nots, and how how much would it benefit everybody if you could put better players on the have-not teams? Because you know, let's face it, sometimes the tenth best player at a position is a far cry from <laughs> right the the number one. And if you could pop somebody in there who is much closer to a four or a five than a clear 10, and maybe there are academy players who would be better if they could only be, you know, uh, that transaction could be facilitated, um, then everybody wins. Because you get better practice, you get better play, you get better competition, it's more compelling. So there's a lot of reasons to think it would be a good thing. Not just the fact that you could have teams actively developing more players than they have, you know, LCS or just top team spots for. So it feels like one of those things they're going to have to get figured out. If they want this to be a truly, I think, global thing, uh, then they're going to need to provide more opportunities for it. Just think about, like, look at this, right? How many of the, both the U.S. and the Canadian, like a lot of these teams in, in world soccer, who their players were not developing at anything close to the same rate uh, playing in their own domestic leagues, well, you just send them to Europe and they start playing you know, and it's not exactly the same because they're just good enough. But a lot of the time, what you need is to get a player exposure in leagues like LEC. That's it's probably a bit much to think that was a loan to LCK or um, 
you know, anywhere in China. But the the, the thing is, uh, we need we need that exposure for him clearly if we think that he's going to be the future of our, our top line. Um, yeah, and and there's it's just in my head there's like so many more pros like that like what you're saying yeah. than cons. So <laughs> yeah, I just hope that that gets worked out. Um, LPL. And there's Why couldn't I think of the place? I couldn't think of LPL for a second, but LPL. Oh, as the yeah, as yeah. the yeah league for shipping them off, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we had somebody who's good enough to play in the LPL, I'll, yeah, do that. That'd be pretty sick, right? Do it. I mean, I, but here's the thing: if you could, if you could send someone as a loan to, you know, like the farm system in the LPL, great experience. Do that. Yeah. Well, um, anything else on this someday tenacity conversation from you? I think I'm just waiting for like, you know, if they volunteer more information. Yeah. I think if we, let's see, and, and we'll, we'll talk predictions soon, but we've got Golden Guardians and FlyQuest this weekend. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, With how FlyQuest is playing, it's like maybe like you just, that would be a good time. We played him earlier against them. And it was not good. We can play him again. Their FlyQuest has been playing kind of weird strats or whatever. You know, I don't know. Maybe it's a good time. Maybe the weird strats make it so that you can't evaluate your players clearly. I don't know. But Golden <laughs> Guardians too, you know, a weaker opponent yeah. maybe can send that in. I don't know. What, I wa- what I'm hoping for, I don't think I deserve this, but here's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping that they come out and, and talk about this, make some statements and interviews yeah. or whatever about what's going on with Tenacity. I think they'll have to. And, 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 and I don't, yes, I think they will eventually kind of feel the pressure to have to, but at the same time, just, just another reminder for the sake of saying it, it's only been two official weeks of the season. So yeah. we'll see, but this, the split is nine weeks long. You know what I mean? If we get through a third of the split and we haven't seen tenacity play a single game, it does feel weird for based on the expectations that were set earlier. So yeah. hopefully there's more information that comes out. Uh, and maybe that information will be that we're no longer doing a six-man roster and Tenacity's going down to Academy. <laughs> Could be. And Could thank be. you for your service, Gamsu. Yeah. Which I, and I have nothing against Gamsu, but it's like, mm-hmm. if you have someday Tenacity, General Sniper, the future is bright. That's true. You're very set. Yeah. <laughs> if I were a betting man, I'd say we're going to see him against weaker teams. I think they're going to stick to it. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Um, okay. So let's do... Should we do listener takes and predictions and then call it? Let's do it. Because we do have a couple others. I mean, we've gone actually through a lot of the listener stuff already. Um, oh my Josh five uh, feels pretty high on the team. He said, uh, despite the last team fight against Immortals, I think we're actually looking really good. I was doing his job. Some daddy returns closer doing closer things, and the bot lane is at least top two right now, if not number one. I'm not not sure. I'm hundred percent on board with that. Potential-wise, yeah. Uh, but he said, I think we have to be considered one of the best teams in the league. So it depends on what you mean by one of the best, right? Mm-hmm. Historically, I feel like one of the best has been top four, right? I don't know. Where are you rating us right now, Jordan? For sure top four, yeah. I mean, look, I still think, no disrespect to FlyQuest, I still think that the the odds-on semifinal matchup is us, TL, C9, EG. Right. And I don't see that there's going to be nothing I've seen so far this season would 
cause me to change my predictions on that at this point to say that that's going to be the, the contenders for the finals. Well, uh, interestingly enough, we've got the win against TL. We've got the win against EG. So exactly, we'll see what happens with C9 in the Church of LS uh, when we play them. I think not. I think it's week four that we play them. So yeah, we shall see. Uh, let's see. I think there was one more, and then we kind of have a left field one from somebody that I did want to bring up. Oh, yeah. So Zenith said, I would say. So this goes back to our conversation about. Um, either falling to the level of the low teams and rising to the level of the good teams, you know, kind of matching our opponent's level of play that we were, we were having that conversation earlier. Zenith said, I would say we are giant slayers, but our giants ourselves. So maybe we just have a massive Achilles heel at the bottom of the standing teams. <laughs> can poke at. Yeah. That's an interesting way to look at it. Not that we're giant slayers. We just have an Achilles heel. We are big giants slaying giants, but forgetting about the little guys. Yep. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Um, okay, so let's, if you're okay with it, this, well, this question does tie into the league, so let's just go ahead with it. So Roger Mesger, who, um, longtime watcher of the show, said, are we missing an opportunity of bringing new fans into 100 Thieves with the slow release of content? Hmm. So this is an interesting question. As you know, there's no heist right now. Right. In fact, the heist, the heist, as... Ended. as so titled was ended last year but we haven't seen a replacement content series uh we have seen comms videos go up on the socials um i think we've seen the league guys in a couple other small contexts for small content but definitely no docuseries episodes as of late what do you think about this first of all the lack of the lack of content second of all a direct answer to Roger's question. Are we missing an opportunity to bring new fans in? So a couple ways to look at this. I, I know that they're, you know, 100 Thieves, one of the things we've learned about them is they are very good, and I would say uh, better than the others in North America about making business decisions based on, you know, financials and what makes sense. I think there are a lot of teams who pour money into things that don't do much for them. Uh, and so that is one. I don't know. Maybe while it, you're t- making this point, I can pull up their, uh, the heist numbers. Yeah. Um, so at the same time, I cannot say that the heist doesn't bring in new fans cause it's what brought us in. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's so, literally the reason we're here. Yeah. So it has a role to play. I think that the, the ongoing question, you know, the, the amount of like, think about that. To run a docu-series like that, you need at least... I, I can't remember how many they had uh, for the last... I think it's maybe maybe three, maybe four employees dedicated to that. That's a very significant investment uh, financially. And, at the, you know, you have, you have the people who are planning it, the people who are shooting it, the people who are editing it, the people who are doing the interviews. Like, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah to do. I think it's easy to just assume you got a guy with a camera who does footage and then uploads it to YouTube. But it's a lot and they do it right. And they don't want to do it if it's not right. So, I don't know if if that if that financially makes sense anymore. I don't. Um I think that the interesting thing about the heist was it was the introduction to the entire organization, right? Like the original heist was 
here's it served, yeah days. purpose beyond lcs yeah. right it was it was it was basically like the the podcast startup which is now old content um but it was like it was the the show about the team who are the the yeah the team who was fielding an lcs roster <laughs> uh and how they got started and all that stuff so super compelling watching and it was really good it's not that anymore and that would be a different show so long answer long way of saying i guess i'm not convinced that this is specifically causing us to lose out on more fans than that same amount of money invested somewhere else might gain us and that's what business has to do is prioritizing where you're going to spend your money yeah i think that probably a lot of it is tied up in that but at the same time it's like there are you know you do have to maintain that presence you still have to maintain that draw with people even if, if even if it comes down to like hey let's activate the long time 100T esports fans to like keep buying jerseys or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Like, if you still keep have your... to do that work. Yeah. There still should be something there, even if your investment in it is lower. Um, yep. And especially in this, you know, climate where that is the norm and the expectation for, you know, esports teams. Mm-hmm. And we've got like, <clears throat> like they did that Death Note video. Yeah. Which is very interesting. Uh, I thought. When they did that, I was like, oh, is this going to be like a thing? Like, are they going to do yeah, this dude. as a, yeah. excuse me, continuous theme for the season? And I guess the jury's still out on that because, believe it or not, even though it seems like that video came out forever ago, <clears throat> it's 11 days ago. <laughs> it's when yeah. that came out. And it and it has not yet hit 10,000 views. So when it comes to mm. monetary investment, that's, uh, you know, that's a good point. It's compared to the other videos. In fact, of the... I'm looking at the 100 Thieves esports channel. Um, the last two videos. Well, that's not entirely accurate. But basically, so there was the Death Note video. There was the Chains for the Champions mm-hmm. um, video. And there was an AMA that they did with the team like leading up. Those are like the last three videos. And those three videos are like the lowest performing videos on the channel hmm. over that time span. Yeah. Right? The Valorant videos are performing better. Wow. Um, there, there is an L, the LCS team did a tier list video, actually. Now that I'm looking at it. They did do a tier list video, but that did 39,000 views, which is a little bit better. But like Kaide was, you know, did some random video about Kaide. And it has a hundred thousand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot uh, of it. I mean, it's important to remember, right? You, like you look at Asuna, you look at Hiko. Like they, they are huge brands, independent from the team. And yeah, that's whether, true. And we don't would really have that. I mean, Huhi no. kind of has, kind of has somewhat of a thing um, with Angela and everything. Mm-hmm. And he's been around, so I guess he's like the closest that we have of a player with an actual self-contained falling you know yeah but it's it's certainly um, nowhere close to um but yeah relative relative to the rest of the content the lcs stuff is pretty low performing um when they're not doing something like bringing little nas x in yeah yeah just do that every week no problem yeah so so maybe it is purely a business decision in terms of that but i just i would think that there's no way we're not going to get any content We'll get yeah, something. No yeah, way. they'll keep doing something. It's just a question of what does it look like, you know? Um, yeah. 
the so ju- and just to benchmark this against last year uh the you know during playoffs our heist recaps were hitting 20,000 22,000 views um when we qualified for worlds it was 38,000 um and i'm looking for the mega episode that did that did almost 200,000 the end of the year end of season celebrate the championship 47 minute episode yeah so that did well but that's kind of a unique um unique thing so i think there is a demonstrable trend mm-hmm. of like hey these videos are lower performing relative to that but yeah that could be a consideration and just we don't typically read much chat on on the pod but condog asks don't they have to do a series because right makes them and no that's actually right does not make them hmm. um though it was it was a it was a serious part of the hundred thieves like application to be in the league and their marketing strategy which was very important to Riot when the team was new, um, they actually don't have an obligation to do so. And, you know, at this point, I think, like, Riot is willing to follow 100 Thieves' lead on anything because <laughs> of how how excellent the org has done entering yeah. the, the scene. So going back to the question, because your, your answer was kind of like, uh, you don't think they're missing out on bringing in new fans for the economy, right? Like the spend that they would require, like you think that same money elsewhere could do the same thing, right? Is that? That's, that's, yeah, I think that's the, the math you have to do. The same kind of investment. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I totally agree. I I mean, I guess let me, let me add a little bit to that. If your question is, are we missing out on bringing fans into the LCS specifically? Period, yes. Of yeah. course. There's no question. Are we missing out? Are we adding more fans, putting that money into content and development of, of stuff in other places, bringing fans in to the organization? I think that's what the, the conversation has to be about. Well, and, and I would say, like, another thing to consider, though, is, you know, the standard wisdom when it comes to, like, this kind of thing, like like digital marketing, social media, YouTube, everything is if something like is doing well, you do more of it. You, you keep the fire going, you add to it. Right. Mm. And when the team didn't perform after season one, uh, we saw the heist numbers drop, drop dramatically. And a lot of that was, there was a format change of the show. It wasn't covering the whole org the way the original heist was. It wasn't telling the story of Jackson and Nate shot and John, like building it up and, and, you know, trying to get everything to work. That wasn't a part of it, and I think that made a significant difference too. Mm-hmm. But it is true that when you are hot, like the spotlight's on you, right? So when you are the reigning champions, you're naturally going to have more of a draw, more of an interest, mm-hmm. right? And there's cross-promotional opportunities. I mean, like you can get the LCS to like show clips of your stuff in between programming. They right. do that, yep. right, on, st- on the live streams. So I do think that we're missing out on an opportunity to capitalize on the fact that we won. We did great celebratory content that performed well, um, but it does feel like now we're not doing anything with that momentum. Could be that they drop something very interesting very soon. Maybe they're working on it. Who knows? Yeah. But right now, we'll see. And Kane says it's, it's been two weeks. feel like we're going for quality over quantity. That is true. 
again, no lock-in stuff. And there have been random intermittent videos in there that they've done, like yeah. ranking teams and stuff. So I, I think like even with last year with the heist, it wasn't every week, mm-hmm. right? But it just feels like there's even less of it now when our status, our stature is as high as it's ever been for the yeah. league. So it's kind of weird. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting point about, you know, um, there is an opp- a unique opportunity to set the narrative about a team at a moment like this. And I think it's it's actually probably already, it's only two weeks in, I think it's probably past already, to tell you the truth. Um, where, <laughs> the Death Note thing was, was pretty cool, but... For sure, it for sure. De- definitely underperformed relative to... But, but you think about what like... the investment was. You know, if we are... You know, if we want to establish ourselves as the reigning champions coming back to defend the title, like you don't do that week four, you know, like that's you're you're almost through the first round robin at that point. So, you know, and I think that's that's a little bit too part of the thing is um, some of that stuff you're going to have to do differently. Right. So if all you look at is the traditional wisdom on it here's what you can expect to get out of your investment. I think you're, you're uh, perhaps discounting um, more than you should. The fact that one, none of these other teams are hundred thieves. And two, um, you know, they've not had a chance. None of the other numbers have been specific to this moment in time, right? Where we have this new thing for us, which is we're the champs. And what do we do now? Right. I guess, you know, we're the champs, but if we want to stay that way, we're going to have to do something about it. So that that would be a very compelling storyline, I think. Um, I just don't know how much of that narrative gets played out if you wait. They should do some, like, WWE-style promos during the week. Totally. Just quick promo hits. Yeah. Get the, I always say this. The UFC does such a good job <laughs> of building storylines. The UFC does, too, yeah. I don't know if they've done it in the last several years, but they used to be so good at it. Mm-hmm. No, it's still good. So... All right, let's uh, let's be prophets now. Let's okay. shed our worldly cares and put on the mantle of being a prophet and talk about the upcoming weekend of games. We have Golden Guardians on Saturday. Jordan, Golden Guardians sit at two and two. I think that puts them in a tie for sixth place. Um, they won against TSM, which really now good team. who cares, really and good. CLG. So how are you feeling about them? Well, strength of schedule-wise, Cole, I'd say those are not the hardest two wins to pick up in the LCS. Although we thought the same about Immortals, and here we are. So um, <clears throat> I'm going to say we. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say we play tenacity, and we don't win. <laughs> I'm going to really? say we play tenacity, and we don't win. Interesting. I'm going for it. I'm going all. I, we've. I, I'll remind you. We've crossed the point where I have. I just blindly predict us every game because we've lost now to an Immortals, and so I'm just gonna. I'm gonna try to go with what I think could happen. I think if we, you know, yeah. I'm. Just, I'm not gonna elaborate. I'll just go with that. We play tenacity. I'm gonna zag. I'm. I'm gonna say we don't see tenacity. In fact, oh, excuse me. I think the six man roster thing may be fizzling out. Okay. So I don't think we see him, and I think we win. Golden Guardians, it's a dub for us. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, 100 of these, 4-1. Then we move on to Sunday. 
against FlyQuest, Jordan. The three and one FlyQuest, the FlyQuest that beat us down in lock-in. They uh, won against TSM, but lost against Team Liquid. Mm. We beat them. Where are you easy. coming down? You want me to go first? Oh, oh, you just said it. Never mind. Oh no, no, we beat Team Liquid. It was easy. That's what I meant. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. I'll just go first. Uh, we we go back to someday and we say an apology to him and then we play him and we win. <laughs> All right. Continuation of your earlier take. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah, I think we take down FlyQuest as well. I think we got a two and zero weekend incoming. Two and zero, no tenacity weekend incoming. FlyQuest, no funny stuff. Let's play straight up. You're going to lose. You can be flight check, guys. <laughs> no funny stuff. <laughs> no funny stuff. Um, yeah, I think, we're, I think we're good for a 2-0 this week, and we'll be continuing to be happy about the team. Uh, if Tenacity is announced for Golden Guardians, I think it's still probably a dub. FlyQuest, okay. Tenacity. I don't know. I just don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, though it's worth pointing out that, you know, as a couple of people in chat did, that Golden Guardians has looked pretty good early um, against teams, even in the games they've lost. And they uh, also tend to work through their jungle. So that'll be mm-hmm. a good uh, evaluation. But to me, it's like, yeah, all right, if you're going to win through jungle against us, good luck. You got that Pride Stalker flashing. Get the Kiana, the Zed. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. do play some weird stuff. But... <laughs> I think we're we're set for a two no this week, and I look forward to discussing it on the next episode of Dragon Ball Hundred Talk <laughs> crossover. That's the one. Yeah, that's actually the new Hunter Thief series, Dragon Ball Z. They did Death Note first, now it's Dragon Ball Z. Um, okay, so that's gonna do it for us. Hang around tomorrow on our Twitter. We'll make an announcement about Rec League. And uh, we'll do that on Thursday night, per usual. And we'll look forward to Weekend of Dubs. Mm-hmm. Weekend of Jordan being wrong. I was oh, wrong last weekend. We get Dubs and Jordan was wrong. That's, <laughs> That's right. Wonderful. That really is best case scenario. Uh, yeah. That I, I go against us and I'm proven wrong. Please, prove me wrong. Let's see it happen. Let's see it happen. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us on 100 Talk. As they say, as the dads say.